Greetings, Amigaps and Top Teners everywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. I, of course, am your co-host, Kyle. Opposite me today is your favorite co-host, Michael. He's wearing a shirt that I also own. It harkens back to our collegiate days. Looks very good on him. He looks very good in general. His hair is nicely coiffed, and he's got at least a couple of days of growth coming in there. Uh, looks very nice. I'm sorry, listener, that you cannot see him. Anyways, we're here to discuss the top 10 list. Now, Mike has put together a top 10 list for us to discuss. I do not know the topic, but he will relay the list to me. We will discuss. We may even debate it. There's a slim chance that we may re-rank at the end. Who knows? <laughs> Anything could happen. <laughs> Anyways, regardless, by the end of this segment of podcasting, we will have arrived at a definitive version of that top 10 list. So, Michael, what will we be discussing today? All right, Sir Kyle. Uh, well, I'm excited to pod with you. I'm hoping that my house does not blow away like the the piggy who built his house out of uh, straw. I was, straw? I was and just going to say, it doesn't appear that your house is made of straw or wooden sticks, so you're probably wooden, fine. That's what it was. That's the other one. Yeah. No, it's made out of brick, thankfully. Um like literally, the the home I live in is made out of brick. Um, <laughs> so I hope we don't blow away. But I am still excited to pod. Uh, so as you know, we are in the midst of a very fun run of sports, where we're getting a lot of kind of non Big Four sports action over the past like month or so. So we had uh, the British Open, we had uh, the Euro Championships. We had uh, one or two other things. And now this week, the next couple weeks, we have the Olympics. You sure do. And the thing I really enjoy about this stretch... Oh, Wimbledon. Wimbledon was the other thing I was forgetting. Um, And I've taken full advantage of work from home and tried to watch kind of as much of each of them in the background on mute as I could. And what I really appreciate about all of these is that they're unusual. Um... They're not the sports that I would typically watch. I have no real allegiance beyond like some kind of dumb individual athlete allegiance or national allegiance. But I'm kind of a free agent just taking it all in. So it's a lot of fun. And I want to talk about the top 10 Olympic sports. And this is across summer and winter Olympics. Oh, wow. Yes. So for context... Uh, this list, the we are going to have to scrub a lot of background noise off because it's crazy. It's getting loud. Um, <laughs> this is from the IOC website. They have a complete list of sports that are... It's interesting because it's not actually all in the Summer or Winter Olympics. Some of the sports on the list, and I didn't include any that weren't, so put that aside. But the list itself includes sports that were at one time in the winter or summer Olympics or okay. are governed by, I don't know if it's by the IOC or by like some IOC related entities, but some of these there's world championships, but not Olympics. So that's where I sourced my list from. And I'm really enjoying these little illustrations of all the sports. The illustrations are fantastic. The website is like a real joy. Who I really encourage I don't know, but I really encourage anybody who's listening to this to go on the website. I, because uh, what's the URL? Like the, the Olympics.com. Okay, Olympics.com. <laughs> Very fun to go to. Um, so I have combined 
certain sports together where, like, if there was, you know, baseball versus baseball on a smaller field versus baseball on a bigger field. That's one sport. Like three-on-three basketball and basketball or something like that. For example. So those are generally combined, and I have used a very scientific ranking system that uses three criteria. uh, Entertainment value of the sport. Okay. Rarity of the sport. So basically, rarity for me as as a... television consumer yeah and then finally name how much do i like the name of the sport because (laughs) as you'll learn from reading through this uh either you know on your time on olympics.com or just kind of remembering some names that's a big element of enjoyment for the sport so using those three very important criteria i have come up with a, a ranking of the top 10 sports i'm very excited about this um because I, I mean, everyone has this conversation every two years around this time. Um, so to put a little science behind it, probably much needed. In fact, a lot of science, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to reorient myself because the cats are gone, thankfully. A little efforts. Um, Careful. Don't swallow any matches. I'm going to do my best. All right. So you ready? Yeah, let's do this. All right. Let's dig into it. So at number 10 is a little sport called badminton. Badminton. Uh, So badminton ranks in with a score of 19 out of a possible 30. It receives a 6 on the entertainment scale, an 8 on the rarity scale, Yeah. and for those of you mathematicians at home, a 5 on the name scale. Now, in hindsight, I feel like the name should have been more like a 10, but... I, so I mostly the name piece is more about like what makes me kind of giggle, and so okay, but but hear me out. There's no joke in badminton. The joke is in not knowing what it means and saying it wrong. Like on Big Mouth, they have a recurring joke where one of the characters has a bad mitten, uh-huh. and he holds a mitten and puts a cigarette in his mouth, and it says these incredibly crude things that the character himself would never say. <laughs> um, and it's like a very funny joke. But but that's just a play on not knowing what the actual word is. Well, and badminton is only the second funniest word involved in the sport, when it's because yes. it involves a shuttlecock. Oh, yes, I was thinking birdie, because it's also called a birdie, right? I think shuttlecock is the, like, the formal name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Kyle and I just did a quick pause because we're in a little bit of a, a storm here. Um, everybody's fine, so I don't know what we were talking about. Well, we were talking about... I know we were talking about shuttlecocks, shuttlecocks. I think. So, am I right in thinking that birdie is a nickname for that? I think so. I've only ever I'm I'm a very formal badminton player, so I yeah. always say shuttlecock. But uh, I get that. But I've heard birdie. Uh, but at any rate, you're right. It's it is only the second funniest word in its sport. <laughs> um, but I do I do think there is sort of a metronomic quality to the sport itself that earns its its six on entertainment. Like it doesn't. It's not. It's not a 10, because there's just not that much variety in the sport. Right. But it's a very soothing sport. I watched about a half hour of it yesterday, and I was very relaxed. The, the thing is, I, I've i never seen Olympic badminton played, which is too bad. Like, I feel like I, 
I don't have much to contribute because I've only ever seen amateur badminton played. So what's interesting is the variety of shots that they can take is much greater than you would actually even think. Like the the types of shots that they take is is kind of surprising. Now they mostly do like the high arcing or the piss rocket kind of stuff that most people do. But they have a lot more sort of flicks and they don't have like an exact corollary to the drop shot, but they can do more sort of dropping stuff than you think. So what? Here's what I'm interested in. What are the like dimensions of the court? Like, are they mostly stationary or do they have to run a lot? So that's a good question. And I do think it's a, I'm sure that whatever the the governing body of badminton is (laughs) would tell you that like, you don't want to mess with the purity of the sport. I do think making the court bigger would just fundamentally change the game in ways that would be interesting because the court is very small. Well, I, they don't run that much. Well, I, well, so that makes that's what I like that was my impression to which I wonder like are the very best badminton players in the world just like weirdly lanky people that can cover like a lot of the court with their arms? They're a lot skinnier and less athletic looking than you would <laughs> think. And I'm not one of those like teases the athletes like you know yeah. who look lame. It's it, everybody every a- sport has a body that's kind of the body for it. But you're right. This one, Lank, is definitely uh, a premium. So is it like, is it, I just like wonder what the path is for the Olympic badminton player. Like, is it a tennis player where they're like, I'm sorry, like, you're actually too tall to be a good tennis player because your legs are too long to like change direction. Like, you That's interesting. Like, you would be good at badminton. And you already have That dude, a- Nick, what's his name? Kyrgios or whatever, like that gigantic uh, tennis player. Would probably be a freak at badminton. Isn't uh, Djokovic, like, crazy tall? Like, he would probably also be a really good badminton yeah. player. <laughs> For sure. I mean, it's it's funny. <laughs> I'm glad you asked about the, the coverage because that would actually be a really interesting statistic to okay. see the, like, distance that they, that they move in a match because it's so much less than you'd actually even imagine. I love that idea of just, like, or like two yeah. people standing on a court and just, like, being able to reach either side of it. I mean, that's kind of it. Like, that really <laughs> is. I, I watched a half hour of it, so I'm an expert. And that really was all that happened. That's cool. It, it, like, But it really changes the game fundamentally from tennis. Because, like, in tennis, the objective is yeah. to kind of, like, get your opponent on one side of the court and then hit it to the other or just blow it by them. Whereas in this case, it sounds like it's more of, like, a finesse game. Which to me is like sounds really interesting. I need to watch some of this. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Like the winners are. You can't really work somebody back and right. forth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just weird. Like the best, the the surest winner is to smoke one off the net and to get it to drop weird. Yeah, well, that's same as it's like a ping pong. Like the corner shot yeah. is like your winner, but. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to yeah. like manufacture that. Exactly, especially when you are moving, you know, like six inches to the right or left, you can kind of throw off your balance a little bit. <laughs> we played um, at last Memorial Day. We played badminton at my mom's house, and the badminton set had little cup holders on the like the poles, and so we played a game where after you hit the shuttlecock, you couldn't hit the shuttlecock again until you'd run to the net and had a sip of your drink. And then, like, which... Incredible. Which, if you play with, like, two or three people per side, is doable and really, really fun. 
protein. You know, that is an innovation they should look into. They could definitely sponsor it. Like get Gatorade. Like do do a sports drink. Better yet, just get Truly to sponsor it, and then like the games get progressively more fun as you get progressively more shit faced. I mean, it would require some genuine athleticism that they're not really <laughs> displaying right now. This like I feel like that would be a really good addition to any beer Olympics. Um, that's happening like not let's let's admit it this is probably not getting to the official olympics but in your next beer olympics this could be a really fun addition i don't hate it anyways that's a lot Uh, of time to spend on badminton a lot of time on badminton so number nine (laughs) is one that is bad on entertainment and bad on rarity but has my favorite name of any of the sports uh number nine is athletics (laughs) yeah so, so for the listeners who are maybe not on Olympics.com right now, I want you to just, I, Kyle and I aren't going to talk for five seconds. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, <laughs> what sport do you think athletics is? And what do you think the, so each of these has a little picture, like an illustration yes. of the person doing that thing. What do you think the picture is for athletics also? Okay. All right. So your five seconds of silence start now. Okay, listener, thank you. You guessed wrong. Uh, it is, in fact, <laughs> track and field. And I forget what the picture is doing. Kyle, what's the picture doing? It's just like a like a, a person stopped like in a running motion, like with their arms like pumping. So what you think of as track and field or you think of individually as like the 400 meters, the 800 meters, the, the steeplechase, whatever, pick a thing. Um, that set of events is actually known formally by the uh, international governing body of all these sports as athletics. So uh, that that's really that's crazy. Like I would have you know guessed that it was called track and field. That's that I have been laboring <laughs> under the false assumption my entire life that that was called track and field. That would be like if you went to a uh, a seminar on um, like. Good good tips for completing your timesheet daily, and the and the seminar was called professionalism. <laughs> yes, it, it's just like so broad. It's like uh, okay, athletics. How to get good lord? How to get dressed in the morning? And the seminar is called professionalism. Like just very very vague, very strange. It's that is a term in my mind that you could apply to the entirety of the Olympics, but. But, like, in terms of its low score for, like, being interesting and, like, the thing is, like, there's probably as many athletics competitions as there are swimming competitions, but I could watch swimming all night because there's so much, there's so much, like, actual variety to it. Like, there's the backstroke and the breaststroke and the butterfly and the freestyle. Running, it's just, like, I think somebody made... Do you remember you know that Ringer podcast, the the hottest take? Someone had the hot take that they should inject some variety into athletics by making them run in really silly ways. Like there should be an Olympic event for running backwards. Like how cool would that be? <laughs> no, I mean it's true because it, it, I think like the hurdles um, are the most interesting of these events because they could fall, and it's like actually interesting to watch and. Part of the problem with athletics is that, and I've heard, I don't know who says this, if it was Bill Simmons or who, but it's a good idea. They should have a regular human running next to them. It's the greatest take of all time. It's a great take because 
more so than any of these other sports. Like, I'm not asking for a pros versus Joes thing. Like, I know that Joes would get smoked by pros in all these sports, but I just have no context. They're all running next to each other, and the cameras are super zoomed out. I have no way of knowing how fast they're running, and that's the only bit of interest, other than at the end of the race going, oh, did they get a record? I, I, I'm, I know it's, like, kind of a funny take, but, like... You don't have to have an actual person there, but like, yeah. but you know how they'll show like, oh, like Kitty Ledecky's this far out in front of the world yes. record, the world record pace, like just have mm-hmm. a line, just like a line like that showing me. Oh, that's a great idea. Like showing like average, a regular person or something. Or like Kyle Sands pace, like have me go out there before, or, like <laughs> have me go amazing. out there a month ahead of time and make me compete in all the events. And then like, okay, this is what <laughs> Kyle, 28 year old white guy did. And then they show it next to everybody else's. And, like, I don't have to be in Japan. Um, but it helps everyone kind of get a sense of, like, okay, this is what a, a, your average podcast host could do. <laughs> I mean, we just need to know because otherwise, what is there? What am I watching? Well, and it would just, like, I'm already in awe of these athletes. But when you see that, like, when you see that the average person is actually six lengths behind the leader in a 400 meter swim. It's like, Oh my God, these people are actually more superhuman than I previously actually realized. So exactly. Cause I think mentally like the heuristic you use is to just put yourself in last place minus a little, but the reality is that's not, you're just, that's not even sort of where you are. And I, I think that would improve it, but whatever. The point is this, this, event is pretty poor in terms of entertainment it's not that rare it's rare it's not that rare uh it got a five for rarity like you can actually see more running events on television than you think but even within the context of the olympics like during the summer games i feel like if i turn the games on at a random time three times out of ten it's it's some athletics competition in also 10 times out of 10 <laughs> no mike no, sorry swimming is not uh, athletics <laughs> no it's not um all right so that was that was nor uh, is badminton for that matter <laughs> it's a bad mitten. i'm the bad mitten, you little fuck <laughs> um all right so number eight this one it has an okay name it's entertainment is fine but it is incredibly rare uh, number eight is table tennis. It it is I so it's interesting because I would have told you before my half hour uh, inculcation <laughs> into the world of badminton that table tennis was more entertaining as a, as a pure product like a pure television product. It's not actually. It's less entertaining to watch than I remembered, both because you can't really see what's happening, yeah, and because they don't volley as long as I thought. That, um, but it's it's just incredibly rare, right? Yeah, table tennis. Like the the best form of table tennis is actually table tennis that you could probably see in your everyday life. Like if you have a yeah. if you have a ping pong table at your office and there are two people in your office that are really good. Yes, it, totally agreed. You're so right. Like watching Dylan play. I don't know. The second best ping pong player I know is like you, it, but the two of you. I used to watch it. It was fun. Yeah, but like Dylan, like pretty routinely kicks my ass. I, like, like, D- but Dylan versus the second best ping pong player I yeah. know is so entertaining because yeah. the volleys go along. That's the only difference. Like when yeah. when we well, part of it is the craft. The craft their their craft is too honed. It's like so- like softball is a good example. Like watching watching a f- like an old man softball league <laughs> is pretty entertaining because 
it's designed for people to hit and hitting is fun. And if you can't truly enjoy the pitching, so it's fun to watch pitching on television because you can actually see the pitching. Yeah. In person, it's less fun. And it's the corollary here is that in table tennis, you just can't, you can't really see. So I'd rather the game be set up so that they can kind of play in the entertaining way. And the way that they play is too advanced to to actually volley. Whereas when Dylan and the second best player play, they don't, they can't hit the curling, swooping shots that are unreturnable. So instead, they hit shots that that generate a volley. Well, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Another good comparison is like kind of where baseball is heading. Like, if you're in person, watching a pitcher's duel, in some ways, is kind of it's like it's too good to be entertaining in some cases it's exactly what it is because you can't appreciate like watching that duel on tv is awesome because you can watch a guy completely different experience right and it's because the sport is set up to show me that table tennis isn't right exactly they're too big they're like legitimately it's actually a logistical concern where (laughs) they hulk over the table like you actually can't see you can't see over their shoulders well the ball is actually quite small the ball is very small. They're it's, pretty big, the, like almost an over top. But then you would lose, you would lose the shape. Well, and it's not, also not like hockey, where like it it can be hard to see the puck, but you can actually get almost all you need from watching the players. And then yeah, and then when you need to see the puck, they'll slow it down and show it to you. And like there's no time, exactly. and there's no time for that in table tennis. So, yep, table tennis, uh, interesting sport. Very rare. Name is fine. The table is a kind of funny. Like, that it's called a table. That's, like, the best thing to come up with is actually kind of amusing to me, but... Okay. All right. So, that <laughs> was um, that was the, the first three. So, that's going to take us to a new section here. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I didn't know where to start because <laughs> I didn't have a cue. But you will because Kevin hit that stanky beat. <laughs> Nice. Kev in. Thank you, my man. Really good. Uh, so just to be clear, because there are so many sports, I took the liberty of not ranking a lot of them. Sure. Because it, I just knew that I wasn't going to do anything with them because they're, they, they, you know, just kind of suck. Yep. Um, so I'll run through just a couple of these fast. So I want to go basketball. Basketball is very bad to watch in the Olympics. Um, historically very little competition. There's been some competition, but it's mostly because the American players don't give a crap. And so it's bad both from an American's kind of, you know, solipsistic perspective, but also from like a global perspective. So that sucks. Yeah, I think that as the international basketball community catches up with us, which is happening rapidly, I think this has a potential to be to be to get a lot better because yes, because like we'll lose and we'll be trying our hardest so that's that's a part yeah that it works for me if we lose and it and it embarrasses us yeah. to, and then we try hard that i'm into the we take our ball and go home because we're being babies that's too bad yeah if that's what happens yep it also sucks because um, typically this like olympic basketball is happening right after the nba finals so like it's kind of oversaturated and there, yeah. that comes to your scarcity Oversaturated, and it also like just leads to a, a logistical problem, which right. is the NBA Finals typically feature 
some of the best players, and they're either going to not play uh, uh, for good reason, or they're going to play and be exhausted. Right. Kind of a bummer. Um, another one that falls into the same bucket, which is just an American sport that's dominated by the States and is not really entertaining, is baseball slash softball. Um, I think there could be a world, and I was actually talking to one of my friends who played college softball. Uh, she was talking about how softball has gotten a little better because um, there's some, uh, Japan in particular has gotten pretty good. But they're just, they, it's insulting. They put them on a small field, like a, like a men's baseball field, then they just put like a fence in the outfield, a la Little League. And so that's not well done. Baseball, I actually have much more interest in and hope for the regional tournaments. Because I know there's some like, I don't know if they do Central America and the and like the Caribbean islands or if it's parts of South America or however they do it. But I've watched some of that. That's fun. That's something I could get into. Well, also, I fucking love the World Baseball Classic. Like, yes. it's so much yeah. fun. That's uh, Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking about the qualifying to that. But that's a good tournament. I love that, especially because the United States typically sucks. Like, the best team is usually, like, uh, uh, Puerto Rico or, like, the Dominican Republic. Yeah, like The it's, DR. It's fucking yeah. awesome. So. Yep. But that that that's interesting. Like I'm not against international competition in baseball. It's just the way they do it. Stinks. Yeah. Uh, equestrian, equestrian. I hate because I I find it. I I would give it negative entertainment value because it's <laughs> insulting to me. Um, so I love Bruce Springsteen and everything about him, but it's fairly gross to me that his daughter is an olympian just because her dad is rich yeah and i recognize that there is a privilege factor to a lot of the sports in the olympics but in no spot is the privilege factor stronger than in equestrian because like if you think about it this way there's like some sailing stuff and that's clearly a pretty privileged sport but but at least once you get to the place where you're at the olympics the equipment is equalized like you can't have better or worse equipment true but you can still buy a gold at the olympics by having the best horse and i get it the equestrian you know pod is going to come after us and say no way jose you gotta have a connection with the horse and blah 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 but all i know is if you have sea biscuit or you've got uh whatever war horse bs the the one, who's the one who won by like seven lengths? Was that Sea Biscuit? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> that guy. Uh, if you've got him and everybody, every other chump has like a good horse, it you doesn't win. matter about your connection. Yeah. Right. I don't think That's they. A bummer. I don't think they give the medal directly to the horse. I'm pretty sure it's the. It's the right, which is bull. It's bull. If I'm the <laughs> horse, I'm pissed. It's like I did all the work there, Jessica Springsteen. Yeah. Like your dad is great. I love your dad. I'm sure you're a nice kid, but. Uh, you know, New Jersey Prince or whatever the horse is called. Like, I did the work. The legwork. Literally the legwork. Literally the legwork, yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, road cycling. So, I enjoy the views. That's the only thing I like about this, is I, I remember watching the Rio Olympics. There were some cool uh, shots of people cycling through the city and through kind of the hills surrounding the city. That was cool. But the sport itself, until the absolute end, is just a lump of people. Yeah. That's my problem. It's the lump of people. Yeah. 
Uh, I agree. That's not really much fun to watch for the vast majority of it. You kind of just have to appreciate the fact that, like, they've been doing it for so long, and you can't, like, having that appreciation isn't amplified by seeing it. <laughs> Correct. That's exactly right. Um, all right, and then the last one I want to mention, which is, is funny because I do quite enjoy the sport myself, and I, I'm, a, I'm an enjoyer of the stats, weightlifting. Weightlifting is so dumb to watch because the only two entertaining things that can happen are, one, somebody gets grievously injured, which is sad, but it is entertaining. Like, we have to admit, it's entertaining. So one is grievous injury, and, <laughs> and two is they almost didn't get it, but they did, yeah! Okay, like, that's it. Those are the only two things that can happen. And if you want to talk about, like, Things that don't translate, a bunch of stuff on a bar, it's, what does it mean? Until I hear the number, okay, so if I specifically know my personal best in this specific lift, whether it's a snatch or whatever, I can be like, oh, that's heavy, but it's still, at some point, it doesn't translate. Like, if your best bench press, I know bench press is not an Olympic lifting, but it's something people know. If your bench press is 100 pounds, or if it's 200 pounds... You know, and you see somebody do three or four hundred pounds, you're like, whoa, you know, you get that that's a lot. But at some point it loses its ability to translate and it just becomes uninteresting. And that's how I feel about weightlifting. I I wish I wish it were interesting and it's possible to do a sport of this ilk that's fun to watch. Like the CrossFit games are actually pretty entertaining. Even those are, you know, borderline, but pure on a platform in a in a you know unitard just lifting a weight not so much okay all right hold on i gotta plug in real quick plug it in plug it in you gotta plug is that glade yeah glade plugins i think that's called you gotta plug them in baby but plug it in (laughs) what the hell you got something in your ass there (laughs) <laughs> all right so but hugs okay it's not so let's not cut that out all right we're back we're back to it okay number seven uh this sport i genuinely just really like watching not a great name it's pretty rare but it's just a good sport it's speed skating dude that's just crazy that's a fun one and so it's interesting because you say hey co-hosts why do you like that one when you don't like athletics it's the same thing and what I would say to you no, is you're right in theory that it is just a sport where people are going fast in a circle. Where you're wrong is that there's so much more technique and interaction because unlike those other sports, there's not a lane. And the absence of a lane is what makes it really interesting. Yeah, and it's fast. Like There's no lanes in road cycling, but speed skating is not an eight-hour event, you know? So, like, Correct. That, I think that makes a huge difference. Um utterly utterly watchable and i think to be fair i have an extra appreciation as a hockey skater and so i can tell like i can look at the way they're skating and say i know what would happen if i tried to do that i know my edges would i I know they have a special skate but like i know my edges would never hold at that angle so i get so sure i get like an extra little dose of appreciation as somebody who skates but you don't need that. It's it's very obvious the craziness of what they're doing. I would add to that what separates this from athletics 
and even swimming is that and road cycling is that there's like a very real looming threat of like you were saying grievous bodily harm like it's like it's super dangerous they're all running around with blades on their feet at like crazy very (laughs) very large blades like super like extra long so yeah i think that to me adds like a a component to it and they've got the cool helmets like i just think the whole thing is very cool the look is cool i like when they wipe out and they slam into those uh soft barriers i also just i think it's really visceral they do great camera work like they do good tracking shots where you start to feel the speed and you're like holy crap they're moving but what i think is so cool is the way that and there's a couple other sports that are sort of like this where the technique is to do steady speed and then sprint and it's cool because in this sport more so than most both of those are cool to watch like the sprint and the the steady state like push are equally entertaining to me agreed especially when you get the sense of how fast they're going when it looks like they're not really exerting that much effort when they put their hands behind their back and they you're like oh my god they're they're zipping like if you if they just ran into you and you were stationary you death it would be like like that's potential death it'd be like getting hit by like a serious biker like if you try to cross the street like you'd be fucking hurt (laughs) completely agreed yeah it's a good one yep um all right so that was speed skating yeah it was okay so number six is probably i would say the most classic what the hell is going on in the Olympics sport of all time? Probably the one people thought of first when I mentioned that like rarity was going to matter. Number six, biathlon. Yeah. This is the one that people think of. They're like, what is going on with the Olympics? So biathlon, for people who don't know, is the one where they ski and they shoot guns. They, the problem with this one is they really need a better name. Like biathlon to me implies yes. like they're running and then they're swimming or like two boring right. things. Like, <laughs> it's like athletics and then swimming. Like, it should be called, like, um, the fucking opening scene from uh, Inner Majesty's Secret Service. Like, Of course. <laughs> that, like, but it should have the fucking in the name. It should be the fucking opening scene of Inner Majesty's like, Secret Service. It's, it's, like, it's like, I mean, in practice, it's not actually like that because they stop and lay down before they shoot. Like, if it were actually, they'd have to be like... <laughs> They wouldn't be allowed to stop. Actually, that'd be way cooler if they like had to. And everything would have to blow up. They'd have to be using explosive rounds. <laughs> but the point is, like, biathlon is the lamest possible name for yes. what is arguably like the coolest possible combination, like skiing and then shooting stuff. And but the, so there's so I'll just give you the score because I did mention scores. I haven't been giving them. But this one I gave a five for entertainment, ten for rarity, six for name. So basically, the name was neutral plus one because it's like eh, it's biathlon. It's not like shooty shooty ski. Though shooty ski would be interesting, or shot ski actually would be better. Um, That's it. There you go. New name. Shot ski. But uh, the rarity is a ten. It's a through the roof rarity. There's literally no other time to watch this unless you live in one of the Nordic countries. I assume this happens every week. And then it's your commute. Then it's your commute. <laughs> <laughs> so you shoot a caribou and you ski to work. Where you process the caribou as part of the caribou factory. Repeat. Um, but the problem is, it's actually terrible to watch. Yeah. It's like it's like a shockingly bad watch. Where there, I have two problems with it. One, shooting doesn't translate to television. It just doesn't. Even I really enjoy the show Meat Eater with Stephen Ranella. But for me, the shooting is the least entertaining portion of every episode. I like the scouting 
I enjoy watching him butcher the meat, uh, and I enjoy watching him eat the meat. But the shooting, it's boring, doesn't translate. Two recommendations. One, change the name to Shotsky. Yes. Three recommendations. Second, you can't be stationary when you shoot. Third, it's now a um, PvP sport so you're it's like it's like paintball you're shooting each other yeah agreed because because the problem the reason that it has to be stationary i assume is for safety purposes which is fine but it's not fun i agree pvp like this is you do the ravine level from Nightfire, yes and you can take you can do the really risky move and take the gondola across the ravine but you're super <laughs> exposed, and it's low walls where they can shoot into it. So it's like you take a risk. It's this convenient way to get across. But what you should be doing is grappling across. Also, there's grapple guns. Grapple guns. But, but it's weird because there's two issues. One is the, the shooting just doesn't translate. But the other is it's like this weird, lame stadium sport. It's one of the few that happens in a stadium that shouldn't. It should actually happen much more out in the open, in my opinion. That would actually be like a, a practical change they could yeah. make. Like take advantage of wherever you're hosting the Winter Olympics and yeah. make them ski through like a forest or some shit and like put the targets <laughs> yeah. on trees or whatever. Yeah, the skiing has to be more entertaining and the shooting has to be more challenging. Those are, I think, the big changes that they could feasibly make. But the stadium constrains that so much that it's just like, okay, you're in a, it's It's a little bit the opposite problem of the first task of, or really all tasks of the Triwizard Cup. Where you watch it and it's like, okay, I saw them leave yeah. the stadium. That's it. I mean, I guess Woo! the dragon was good for all of them except for Harry, where he's like, fuck you guys, I don't care about the radio. Yeah, but the I'm lake was leaving. good for nobody. The lake was horrible. Also, the lake the maze. Was t- even if you didn't like even if you didn't think you killed I've killed Harry Potter. Even if you didn't think you killed Harry Potter in a move that was designed to cut out an elf from the movie by making it be <laughs> the magical fungi of the highland locks rather than being like some mediterranean fungus book plus an elf they just decide to screw with that but whatever even if you didn't think you had just killed harry potter that was not a fun task to watch this one on the other hand taking it out of the stadium is the play yeah 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 all right cool yeah. Okay. Uh, number five. So uh, this one, I I kind of lumped all of the skiing um, things into one. So I picked Nordic combined simply because it had the name I liked the most, and I allowed that to. I cheated a little by boosting the rating. Sure. Um, but really, there's a bunch of different skiing events. I picked this one just because it allowed me to give the name a nine because nordic combined is a truly incredible name for a sport which one is nordic combined i have no idea <laughs> all right hold on uh hold on i'm on olympics.com okay it looks like it's the long jump combined with cross country hmm. wow there's nothing that's cool there's nothing on this oh here we go yeah that one has a weird like it doesn't actually yeah it's show on coming. the web all that well Hmm. Oh, there we go. Eh, Holomunk and uh, see also. I don't know. I, I think Whatever. you're right. Based on the image, it's it's jump and then... Oh, here we go. The sport has long Olympic history combined ski jumping and cross-country skiing. So that one specifically is that. But but the skiing sports include like the slalom, the freestyle. There's, I think... I think... I don't know always, but they often will do like the... Um, like the I don't think the half-pipe skiing... 
I don't remember if that's actually included. But whatever. All the skiing events, the moguls, like all the stuff you think of. I love the skiing. I love, love, love the skiing. I think it's a total blast to watch. Um, am I right in thinking there, most of them occur alone on the downhill stuff, but there's also some events where there's multiple people on at once? It's not all just time, right? I can't think of one where you have... The only one I can think of where you have multiple people going at the same time is... Uh... Because I, I just looked at a picture of it. Ski mountaineering, it looks like they all start at the same time. Okay. But even that, I actually find, like, the cross... I'm assuming that's, like, cross-country. But, like, uphill. Like, it's literally, like, fucking... Cool. It's fucking crazy. But, but even that stuff, like, I actually find weirdly entertaining. Um, but, at any rate, uh, we're just... Whatever. All the ski is just a blast. Like, that's super rare... Uh, Nordic Combined, in particular, is an excellent name. Uh, it got a... Let's see, what did we give it? We gave it a 7 for entertainment. A 6 for rarity. It's not uber rare, but it is still pretty rare. Yeah. And a 9 for the name under um, Nordic Combined. I think Slalom is among yeah. my very favorite things to watch, because... Yeah. Can any Olympian go... Maybe a bobsledder, but, like, you can't really go much faster than the Slalomers. They're just, like... They're going so fast that your body would shatter into a thousand pieces if you really fucked up. Like, the level of danger there... It's a there, terrifying, like a truly terrifying like I've sport. gone, personally, I've gone a quarter of that speed and felt like I need to stop because I'm, I'm like, yeah. in serious danger. And they're just... In, uh, that's fun to watch. And yeah. for some reason, it feels more dangerous than bobsled, even though it's probably not. But Well... Asked that dude a couple years ago. Yeah. So I guess that was a different sport. Um, but yes, this sport, it's crazy. It translates. I don't know why it translates. I think part of it is the timed nature of it. Yeah. Because I, I, maybe it's because it's longer than a lot of the other events, but also not too long. Like a marathon is not entertaining to watch somebody run against the clock because it's too long. The 100 meters isn't entertaining because you can't tell. Like, there's no time in which you can sort of cheer. But I feel like most of the ski events at somewhere between, like, a minute to three minutes, that's the right amount of time to get excited about somebody beating a time. And you can get attached to someone in that amount of time. Yep. <laughs> totally. I, no, no, for real. It's true. And and I feel like skiing, for some reason, is one of the more produced sections. Like, I knew a lot about Michaela Schifrin uh, when they did it. Because and like you know, same with Lindsey Vaughn, and same with uh, what's his name, the the dude whose name I'm now forgetting, but the great male American Bodie Miller. Um, like they produce a lot of segments on them. Yeah, I, those that's just a great. It's just a good sport, and there's a lot of variety. It's probably unfair to some of the other ones because it does include a lot of events, and maybe you like the big air stuff, or maybe you like the slalom, or maybe you like the moguls. But there's a lot to it. No question. Love the skiing. Yep. Love the skiing. All right. Uh, number four, another one of the sort of classic weird Olympic sports. In fact, if you and I were to go through this list, it would be one of our best sports because we have, in fact, done it. Wow. Number four is curling. Hurling or curling? Curling. Okay. You have also hurled. Oh, yeah. Many um, times. So, many times. Sorry, Dylan. <laughs> sorry, Dill. Um... No, number seven is, or number four is, is curling. It has a seven for entertainment. 
an eight for rarity and a seven for name. So the name is one of those things that actually I find gets less interesting as you learn about it because you learn that the curling like actually has to do with the technique. Yeah. It's more fun when it's just a weird mystery. Where, like, why is it called curling? Um, very rare. Very rare. It's an eight on rarity. And it is a seven on entertainment. It fits into the badminton uh, category for me in that it is just soothing. It's a very soothing, uh, you know, kind of watching experience. I like it because, yeah, well, A, it's soothing. Having done curling now after Dylan's bachelor party, I really like that it's a sport that I intuitively thought that I would be okay at. Or, like, thought that I could get okay at it and realize now that that's not actually the case. Like, I like my appreciation for the fact that it's actually harder yes, than it is. Yes, that's a great point. Like, that's I, that's greatly increased my appreciation of the sport. But that's not to say that I didn't appreciate it before. Like, I think everyone yeah. kind of, like... You have a feeling you're watching something, like, you're like, I, I, even though it seems like I could be good, I sort of know I'm watching something crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, like... Um, I like the idea of, I don't know why this doesn't bother me. Like some, some sports where you don't have to be athletic at all to play them. I'm like, that's annoying. But to me, curling doesn't feel like the kind of sport where they're pretending like they're athletes. They're like, no, this is a technique thing. Um, and I like that about it. (laughs) I, no, I agree. It's, I don't, it, there's a lot of feel to these sports where you're like, I don't know why I have a visceral reaction that I do, but I do. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. I also think curling is proof that the television production matters a lot. Because as we were saying, there's certain things you could do to make the different sports better or worse. One of the things that curling I think has going for it that's really not unique, but different and is really helpful is that you can actually hear the athletes. Yeah. That's a good point. And so that's a pure television thing. Like theoretically, if you mic'd the the stage the same way you do uh, for curling with other sports, you could achieve the same thing. But they don't for whatever reason. But with curling, they do, and it really adds a dimension. It makes you feel closer to the players. It gives you a sense of kind of what they're thinking, what they're doing. It's great. Yeah, and they've got like the they've got the the cameras figured out because they've got the the facing shots where you see someone kind of like let go of it yes but then most of they've got the overhead tracking shot the that overhead both, is great. the overhead track shot really like without that it would be just like abysmal to watch yep. and go back to what we're talking about with with uh table tennis it's a it's another yeah. situation in which it's just that's just production that's not the sport being better or worse that's just having a better handle on how to produce it as a television program yep yeah like I really like watching curling in the Olympics. Curling's a good time. All right, so I'm just going to do a couple uh, honorables. We're going a little long, so I'll just kind of buzz through. Yep. Uh, diving, it's a good one. Yep. Um, figure skating. So I have ranked swimming as an honorable. The only reason it falls as low as it does is I think it has among the worst names. So I gave it a 7 for rarity and a 7 for entertainment. So those are very strong scores, and that's kind of on par with some of the highest ranked ones. I think swimming is just a truly terrible name, and it really knocks it down. Sorry, swimming. 
Sorry, swimming. Suck it. Uh, and then a couple sports that kind of I ranked independently but then moved off because they were repeats. Uh, then volleyball. Volleyball is a is a just a near miss. It's I actually think it's equivalent in entertainment and rarity to swimming. Um, in in retrospect, that might be a little bit of an overstatement, but it's roughly equivalent. Name also kind of eh. Um, and then two that we'll talk about later that were near misses because there's a yet to be discussed sport that's too similar to include separately that had a better name. Uh, and then the only other one that I would want to mention that I really enjoy that was just a near miss, um, mostly for its name is track cycling. Yes. Otherwise the velodrome, I think, I think that's actually the name of what they, that they, uh, compete on, but I think sometimes it's referred to as such. But it's the it's that indoor biking with the sloped, uh, kind of circle, it's obscenely dangerous, <laughs> obscenely and obscenely entertaining to watch. They do so if you've watched ten minutes of this, you know that they do a similar thing to what happens in uh, speed skating, which is kind of slow and steady wins the race, and then you know last lap they really go. But what you don't realize until you really watch it is that that is dialed up on both ends to an extreme that is hilarious. They bike so slow, so slow on purpose because they're trying to position themselves correctly for the final lap. And then there's the, I think they call it the bell lap, right? Like the bell rings, then it's the last lap and they boogie. And it's up to that point. It's just all about positioning. It's not about setting a world record for pace. It's just position, 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 and then boogie. It's like, uh, did you ever see um, that episode of Lizzie McGuire where Gordo has to, it's it's a bike race in a narrow corridor and the the first person to cross the finish line loses. So it's Gordo, yes! it's Gordo and this other guy and they're just trying to stay on their bikes but not go anywhere. And it's actually, it was really fun to watch. And it kind of reminds me of this where like the technique is more in like how you handle yourself on a bike than... And then, then all of a sudden it completely flips and it's like, all right, go as fast as you fucking can. It's crazy. That one's... It's such, it's such a funny... It becomes a very funny sport to watch because it has these natural rhythms that are kind of goofy. That one should... Uh, people would appreciate that more if they'd ever tried to do this themselves. But, like, so few people have had the opportunity that it's kind of like, what's going have on? Have you? you? You seem like maybe you have. No, but Aaron has done it, and she relayed the whole experience to me, and I was riveted by it. So they're all, That is riveting. They're all fixed-gear bikes, um, which is interesting. But uh, Quick question. Do they have a brake? <laughs> they do not. Okay. Fixed-gear, no brake. No brake. <laughs> we actually never watched that. Oh, I think Dylan did with his parents. <laughs> we should put that up. That's got to be on movie weekend. Yeah, what are we why doing? Are we not watch, why have we not watched Premium Rush? Yeah. Um, okay, what the hell are we doing? Why have we not watched Premium Rush? <laughs> why do Rush we even have a movie weekend? <laughs> this is dumb. Okay. All right. So it's sort of how I feel about us not watching Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> it's like there's a movie where Kurt Russell is fighting cannibals. Like, why have we not watched that? It's so dumb. Um, all right. So. Number three. Number three has it all. Number three absolutely has it all um, because I already knew it was rare. I already knew it was entertaining, but I didn't know the name was as funny as it is. Number three is artistic gymnastics. So there's actually uh, 
I didn't realize this. There are three disciplines within gymnastics, which you'll learn if you go to Olympics.com. <laughs> so there's rhythmic gymnastics, which you know of as that thing where they wave the silks around, yeah, uh, yeah. which is very funny. There is trampoline, which I did not realize was an Olympic sport or an occasional Olympic sport, because I don't think it's always uh, actually hosted. But what you know of, listener, as gymnastics is actually called artistic gymnastics. So that's like the pommel horse, the vault, the floor routine, all that stuff. The cool stuff. The the cool stuff. Gymnastics is rare. It is stunningly entertaining to watch. And it turns out it's got a great name. Gymnastics is like, it's like reading the body issue of SI. We are just like marveling at how how these people's bodies are. Great comparison. Like, I, that's another one where I think people should ha- be forced to try to hold themselves up on those rings just to understand how, like, fucking impossible it is. Um, I mean, I did I did CrossFit for a little while, and they did occasional, like, gymnastics moves. And a good example would be uh, a muscle-up. So a muscle-up, take either on a fixed platform, uh, like a fixed, you know, bar or on rings, consists of doing a kind of rapid pull-up into a triceps dip. So you have to be able to not only do a pull-up, but you also have to be able to tra- yeah, you have Forget to be able to transition that. into getting over the bar and pushing down. Can you do that? And then I could do one at one time. It's it's like Good God. Wildly, wildly difficult. And people who are real like yeah. CrossFit athletes can do those endlessly. But real gymnasts, it's like nothing. That's not even a move. And it's it's something that I, as somebody who did CrossFit for like a couple years and tried really hard, could do like once, one time. It's really difficult, and they just do it like it's nothing. Yeah, that, and like the fucking the balance beam, like I couldn't walk across one of those probably. So it's just that one is one where I don't think you need to necessarily try it to understand how difficult it is because they're just doing shit that's so crazy, like the backflips and the spins like it's just i love watching that yeah it's it's crazy and we're today we're recording today actually is the day that simone biles withdrew from the olympics um which is it's just terrible on a couple fronts one is that it's terrible for the sport because she's truly just like a towering figure within the sport it's also terrible because it's you just hope she's okay um but we watched this is news to me no, she. I, that first day was some awkward fall. I guess she withdrew because she's just, I don't know, overwhelmed emotionally or just fried or some something. I don't know if she had like a, a she had a specific mental health crisis or what exactly, but she just couldn't couldn't go on kind of emotionally. Um, so it's very sad for her for the sport. But I watched her thankfully um, the in the u.s qualifiers or the like the team qualifying um and she i got to watch her do that thing whatever it's called the biles whatever yeah i I mean it's it's not even worth trying to describe it's just something that you like it's like watching I can't. I mean, I don't even know like anything human it doesn't even work like it you have to go to like a lion like watching a cheetah run in slow motion. It's just, she's such an athlete and she is obviously a total standout, but all of them are that versus the rest of us. She just happens to be even above that. 
Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Craziness. All right. So number two is a sport that I watched the other day, and I've decided that if I'm ever going to become an Olympian, this is my sport because it's the sport that's made for me. Number two is handball. Dude. I think team handball specifically, not beach handball. Um, no, I think not the sport that uh, Jake Jake Snake Plummer plays professionally now. <laughs> um, I think I could dominate this sport because all it is is you got to buy yourself like a tiny bit of space and then you throw a ball. It's water polo for people who can't tread water. Yeah, which is me. I can't tread water, but I like throwing things. Um, so this one gets a seven for entertainment. It's not. It's certainly not as entertaining as gymnastics, but it is even rarer than gymnastics. Certainly. And I also give it a nine for the name because it is so truly absurd to bestow upon this particular discipline the name of handball when so many other sports require the touching of a hand and a ball. Like, why this is handball rather than baseball, rather than basketball, rather than football it's so absurd i love it so much the reason i suspect is that everyone thought of handball first and then they were like no that's actually dumb and then they moved on to something cooler and then like when handball came around they had to name it they were like i guess this is they were not too cool for that yeah like our sport's not cool enough that we can like dismiss handball so what i think it should be called is um toss ball which is um it's a it's a fictional sport in this video game i really like um but i think toss ball sounds like more fun but at any rate hand that do you remember that one of my uh gym classes freshman year was team handball i sure do i had a fucking riot (laughs) remind remind the listeners and me what's the dribbling rule again I don't remember. That's how okay, much of an impression enough. it... Because I don't think... Like, I don't... I truly just think that all it was was you just pass it a few times until someone's yeah. a little bit open and they just rip it from, like, mid... Like, half court. <laughs> it's so much fun to watch. Like, it was... I had a fucking blast. That's, like, all it is. And, like, because I played enough baseball that my arm strength isn't abysmal, I was, like, immediately above average at the sport. Yeah. So, it was... I had a hell of a time. It's it's a lot like... um, it, It's... I don't know. It's it's like dodgeball, but it's also like just a half court basketball game where instead of shooting, you're just whipping a ball at somebody. It's a blast, yeah. a lot of fun to watch, and it's one that I like watching because you can I can relate to it and say I've played that in like a stupid gym class, like most of us who went to American public schools did, and I can see myself playing that with buddies, and that's a kind of a rare quality. Like, there's no scaled down gymnastics I could do. Right. The best part of team handball is penalty shots, which are actually like really fun. I one time I visited a bunch of my high school friends at Michigan and they were like in a a handball league. As one is, yeah. That was not and then like they went to go like practice and just shoot around and I went with them and they just practiced PKs for like or not PKs, but penalties for like an yeah. hour. And you have to you're you have to pivot on one foot. And you start facing away from the net, and you kind of like, oh, and you kind of like jump with your other foot and like swivel, and then you have to try to get as much on your arm as you can. And you can't, your other foot can't pass a certain point. So you're not doing like a full, like you can't pass the horizontal line 
that's like parallel to the net. So you like start back and you kind of do like this half jump and plant and then throw and it's really fucking hard. I've but- got a pitch for you, okay? So Aang is is in the Earth Nation and it's like a big boss fight and the fight is a game of team handball. He gets a penalty and he has to do that and as he like jumps in the air he doesn't go into Avatar state, but like the background does that anime thing where there's like sky swirling behind him, and you hear, ah! and then he throws, and then he uses his air bending to push it. Or you do like Dragon Ball Z. Pick any like great mainstream anime show, and you do the scene where they're like turned around, eyes closed, like doing their thing where they're focused. They hear their master talking to them, like explaining what they should do, and they're like. Yes, I will. They do the moment of focus. They turn around. The sky kind of clears, and then they shoot. Like that's a, that is a climax of a of an anime film way to do a penalty shot. Now that you mention it, I'd love to see a team of Airbenders play like any team sport. I was say any of these. <laughs> That'd be fun. Let's see if we get Olympic. Do, can you get on that? There is a sport, right? That they play. The all the young airbenders. It's like I think they do. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called though. Anyway, either airball. Airball. <laughs> it's called airball. All right. Uh, number one. Number one has a lot going for it. Now, to be fair, it's sort of a collection of three sports, but I've chosen the one with the best names. So number one is skeleton. Yeah, that is basically I'm having that be a combination of skeleton, luge and bobsled, which I'm fine with combining those because they're all downhill ice sports that involve a person or people on a thing with a bunch of blades on it. Yeah. <laughs> so this one gets a seven for entertainment. I especially like luge. Luge is actually the best of the three, in my opinion. Skeleton, they go slower and their face forward. Luge, they go a lot faster and their feet are forward. And bobsled is the one with the team. Um, think cool runnings. So entertainment is a seven, mostly because you can get a sense of just how crazy fast they're going, even though, like, even without the speedometer that they do include. Uh, but the speed is crazy. The tracks are all different, which is really fun, yeah. which is actually a pretty big plot point in cool runnings. But it's a true feature of the sport, which is fun. Um, rarity is a ten. You, you literally can't watch this any other time. No. At least if you live in the United States. And the name, when we're talking, so Luge and Bobsled are fine. Skeleton is a tat. It's a sport called Skeleton. It has it all. It's amazing. It's by far the coolest name. Like, if that's not a 10 on the name scale, I don't know what it would be. Other than athletics. Other than, uh, well, that's There like... are only two 10s awarded for the name category. <laughs> one is athletics and one is skeleton. That would be like if... If skeleton was called going fast, <laughs> <laughs> you get a gold medal at going fast. It's going fast. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's, it, I mean, that's the deal. I don't know if you've got any luge or skeleton or bobsled specific memories to share. I hope you do. No, other than like, I, the, like the close, when you said that, like that there's nothing else you can do to watch the similar I do love occasionally when you'll see yokels like put um like wheels on um on like crates 
Or, like, yes. they'll take wheeled crates and tear the crate off and then just ride down, like, a hill, and then they line the side of the road with, like, uh, bales of hay. Like, that's always fun. And this is just that, like, on steroids and on ice. Um, I, I will say that I tend to, like, get kind of tired of it after watching, like, six of them because they know they all kind of run the same roots and so like there's not and there's not a lot of variety but the first like four or five that you watch are just always exhilarating completely agreed i i agree with what you're saying it's not it's not one that has a ton of staying power but that's also partly why it's a good olympic sport is i don't want to watch it a million times i want to watch it four times and then i want to switch to the biathlon yeah and i want to do that once every four years like that's actually correct that's actually just enough for me yeah and i the only my only complaint about the sport other than as you say the monotony a little bit is i do actually sometimes find the danger to be too much and actually have it take away the fun like it's there somebody died a few years ago well that's really like it's a little much sometimes especially with the luge well and the cte stuff is like a real a real damper on it though i guess yeah it hasn't really quelled my enjoyment of football as much as it should but you're right like like, with the speed skating, it's like, wow, this is dangerous. But I don't actually think I'm going to see someone get their dome lopped off with a skate. Whereas, like... like I, well, because they haven't attempted the Iron Lotus. Right. Whereas in in Skeleton or Bobsled, I'm like, I could see someone hit a wall so hard that their brain hits the back of their skull. And that yeah. will damp it for me. So... Yeah. So that's Skeleton. Yeah. Thank God for the protective skeleton that they wear around their brain. Of course. And the meat suit around that. <laughs> Super so. soft meat suit. <laughs> that should be what the sport is called. <laughs> Instead of skeleton, it's super soft meat suit. Uh, that's a better name. We should pitch that. Meat that's suit athletics. <laughs> Ooh, that's a different one. They 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 do that award. <laughs> Kyle just made an unforgivable motion with his tongue. That's the real. That's the uh, real. Uh, the real event at the Olympics. As soon as everyone gets there, they're all into meat suit athletics. Uh, that's true. If that Sports Illustrated article or ESPN the magazine article is to be believed, that is it's all about the meat suit athletics. No question. Oh boy! All right. Do you have any ones you want to mention? Um, I don't think so. I think you covered a lot of the big ones. Um. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about this again at some point. But um, I think you did a good job covering the fun, especially the fun names. I'm glad. I'm really glad that you made this list so focused on the naming. Yeah, it's very important. It's a big part of the Olympics because you're getting introduced to new and different sports, and like <laughs> somebody named it for you. I'm also glad because like it, it's necessarily injected. Um, a lot of unprofessionality into this, this this discussion because we don't actually know anything about these sports and so no that's i think you've you did a really good job of putting this right in our wheelhouse so thank yeah, you yeah i think it's important that the <laughs> listeners understand that we're amateurs and i'm sure anybody who's a repeat listener knows that but it's it's good or to a first time call. listener or, hey please please lord yeah uh all right well i'll let want me to just recap real quick yeah just rattle them off all right Badminton, number 10. Athletics, number 9. I'm going to start saying the, the numbers first because it's confusing to do it the other way. Number 8, table tennis. Number 7, speed skating. Number 6, uh, shot ski, otherwise known as biathlon. Uh, number 5, also possibly uh, in the running 
fucking on Her Majesty's Secret Service shit or something. I don't remember exactly what it was. Number five, Nordic Combined. Number four, Curling. Number three, the most artistic of gymnastics. Yes, it is autistic. Yes. Number, <laughs> two, number two. I feel like we pitched something for handball too, but I forget. Uh, standing ball. ground polo. Oh, toss ball. That's what it was. Um, and then number one, of course, <laughs> soft meat suit. <laughs> also skeleton. All right. That's the list, baby. That's a list. Good work. That was fun. Uh, I fun that was it. fun. Um. And now, but you know, all good things come to an end. And so now it's time for thank yous. First, thank you always goes to Kevin McLeod. Thank you, Kevin, for the stanky beasts who have supplied to us unknowingly. <laughs> yes, entirely unwittingly. <laughs> so thank you, Kevin, and uh, obviously thank you to my sister Erin, uh, who put our artwork together. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, or two weeks ago now, I guess, please do, and enjoy the custom please. artwork that she put together for that one. It should be no surprise to anyone that an episode Aaron's involved in is really ups the ante in terms of our quality. So thank you, thank you, Aaron, for providing us with artwork and content. And uh, I already thanked you, so that's my thank yous. Beautiful. And I have to thank uh, my wife slash social media maven, who's actually sitting right next to me right now. Hmm? She she returned from her very rainy photo shoot. Very rainy, very short photo shoot. Yeah. Uh, and is now all settled in under what appears to be a bear rug. Um, she seems somewhat happier. I wouldn't say she looks happy, exactly. Mm. An um, important distinction. Yeah, but closer than she was before. So I want to thank her for her wonderful work on our social media, including and mostly limited to our <laughs> wonderful Instagram account, uh, which is at top10km. I would also note that you can check us out on our Gmail account, uh, which is at top10km. No, there's no at at the beginning because that's not how email addresses work. Actually, not typically. Top 10, no, not this one. Top10km <laughs> at gmail.com and like our Instagram handle, the 10 is spelled out T E N. I'd also like to note that uh, you should support, financially support me by, if you have any pho- uh, photographic needs, booking my wife, Caroline, via mm-hmm. her Caroline Giuliano photos, I think. I don't even remember. It's something like that. On Instagram. Her rates are reasonable, but not too reasonable because Papa's got to eat. Sure. Uh, you can check that out. Her Insta is really good. Uh, and then I would finally just say, I'm sure you're listening to us on some sort of podcast. app. In fact, I bet that you have, since <laughs> we started, paused <laughs> that podcast app and skipped to the end. But if you haven't, if you happen to be on a podcast app that doesn't have that feature, go find yourself a better one, including the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. So, Kyle, that's what I got to say. That's it. I can't wait to see you uh, the day after tomorrow, my friend. Are we watching the day after tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) We should watch the wildest bachelor party of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did actually talk to someone to have to defend our honor by being like, it's going to be pretty cool, man. Uh, Probably zero boobs. Um, Nothing uh, illegal in the state of New Hampshire, but it'll be pretty cool, man going to be wild by our standards that's for sure yeah that's for sure Uh, all right i will talk to you soon my friend
See you, amigo. Peace. Peace.